Hey friends, we're so glad that you've chosen to tune into this podcast from Revival Fires today. We pray that this message brings you closer to Jesus. We'd love to host you at our regular Sunday morning meetings, 10.30 a.m. in Dudley. Also check out our website for our upcoming events. We look forward to welcoming you to our next event. All right, here we go. Here is the message. I want to share this morning about um, where I've been going, like just in my personal life, but I think it's relevant for us um, over the last couple of months. And um, I'm going to pick some things out of that. I'm just warming myself up as well as you guys, okay? So um, I'm going to pick some things out of there, and I'm, I'm going to share that with you. But also, I really want to touch on um, what happened last week. Something happened last week that I want to pay attention to. We don't want to live in the past, right? But we've got to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing and, and where he's taking us, right? And I don't know about you, but I have to learn how to pay attention. And sometimes I get so distracted about other things which aren't relevant, you know, and we have to learn, don't we? So um, I, I want to just pick on, like, last week was, it was wonderful for me, and I haven't got to this week yet. We have, we're in it still. And um, I want to say that because um, Ryan was sharing a fantastic message, but he also came, came to the, the front of the, the, the platform here, and he said, we must have more of this. We must have more of this presence. We must have more of his presence, his presence, him, Jesus. And he, and he pushed in a bit. And, and what I experienced in worship was like, how do I explain it? It was like, you know when you walk past a bakery and you smell that smell and you're thinking, I need to get in there and I need to help myself to everything available. We have, but Jesus is free. I know we have to pay for. I know we have to pay for the bakery, but Jesus is free. And what I smelt, what I tasted in the room last week, was that it was Jesus. He he's tangible and real. And where we have been, and where we are, is not enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's not enough. He is, what we have of him, there is more to be had of him. And um, I, it really encouraged me because um, we're doing it together, yeah? We're not, we're not, we're not doing it on our own. And, and God is, um, God, God, Jesus, they're all part of the same oneness. And um, in John 4, 41... It talks about how he, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And I thought that was like, it kind of, for me, I walked away and I thought, wow, God, you're so tangible and yet you bring it out of the scripture as well. He is the word living, isn't he? He's the living word. And, um, you know, in, I'm going into this a bit because I want us to grasp and take hold of everything so we're not going into what we're going into blind. Because I've got some things to share this morning. And... Um, so, I just want to pay context to that. Back in the times of where they had temple worship in the Old Testament, in the law, they had what's called showbread. They had to present this, uh, this bread, 12 loaves of bread, on the altar or, or in the Holy of Holies. And it, was, um, it represented the 12 tribes of Israel, but it was fresh bread. 
was made every week. And, you know, to have fresh bread in the house, is, it's essential for true worship. Like, we can't worship without him. Like, Jesus is helping us worship the Father. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I will labor this all day long. Like, this has to be our life's calling. And to, but it's, to have it each week, as it was done in the temple, isn't enough still. It isn't enough. Like, <laughs> no, it's never enough. But, no, I, I want to say that. It's never enough. We can't come here on a Sunday and expect oh, we were the presence. Oh, we can expect the presence, but we can't it just, just be the Sunday morning. Like, I want it in our life groups. I want it as we go to work. I want his presence to, to be tangible. He's a person. He can, he can be touched and felt. And, and um, you know, I love the prophetic. Sorry. I love the prophetic. You got that by now, I hope, as much as you know me. I, I, I have to hear that voice. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, where am I going? And <clears throat> get that out. And so um, it's like to hear God's voice on an end of a phone like system, to hear, see a vision or to be transported in the spirit or just have that feeling inside or have that picture, that's good. We need that more than ever. The prophetic is, is essential. We are in a charismatic church, so we are very touchy-feely. If this is your first time, welcome. Okay? I will be going there today. So, but to know his presence is more than just the prophetic. The prophetic speaks of what it is to come and brings it into the now. But the, his presence is the now moment. He is the ever-present one. The one who is present. And when he comes, everything else has to move. Everything else has to move. Like all the troubles that we've gone through, all the difficulties, all the niggly bits, and I lost my keys this morning, and you know how it goes. It's just, oh, where are they? Um, it's like all those things just get departed. His presence is everything. And we cannot lose it. He is the God of wonders and miracles. Those things, wonders and miracles, have to be tangible. You can't have a miracle and it's yet to come. A miracle has to be present right now. Like, if, if you're healed, you were sick and now you're better. There's a difference. Does that make sense? And he is real. And we cannot lose sight of... I'm, I, you see I'm laboring. This was just last week. Like, we cannot lose sight of... And, and lose the desire for more of him in this present moment. I know he dwells in us. I, and I love the fact that he dwells in us. I would be dead if I, it wasn't, literally. You know, we would be dead people walking around. He made me alive on the inside. I want it on the outside. I want it to be sandwiched in between Jesus and Jesus. Yes? It's a good sandwich. It's a, and he wants that too, which is brilliant. He wants us to go with him on this. I, I wanted to hammer that home because I believe that's who we are as a house and, and that's where he wants us to go and that's truly the essence of where we want to go to. Yeah? Okay, so I want to share some, some things about... And that is in context to what I'm sharing today as well. Okay, so I, I can't move on from... The fact that we had worship today, did you feel us going up? It was like an ascent, yeah? And it was like an ascent, and I believe that the Lord is, um, 
he's taken us to a point. He's, he's on the, we're on the way up, which is it's good, isn't it? Who wants to go up? Yeah, yeah. And um, as I felt like as we were going up, like there are some things to leave behind. Yeah? And uh, I think that's really the message for this morning, is that there are some things for us to let go. And um, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would, I know you're here, and I want you in here more. I ask, Lord, that you would come onto our minds and our hearts, and that you would just start bringing up stuff. I'm sure you've already started, but I want you to do it more. To bring up stuff that we need to let go, and things that we need to, to move on into your presence, into a deeper place with you this morning. You know, I was, um, <laughs> I was praying a, oh, a good number of weeks back now, um, just at home. It's a privileged time because our house is not very empty and it is not very quiet. So um, I, I was just spending some time with the Lord. And as I was going into this prayer time, um, I felt like it was like I went through this me-shaped door like, you know, as you make um, gingerbread men, you cut them out in the dough. It was like the me shape, but that was the door. And um, I felt like I went through this thing and it just, there was nothing else I could take with me. You know, nothing else. I was just, so I, it happened and I, I carried on with the prayer time. It was great prayer time. And then um, I came, I was a week or so afterwards, um, I came to a, a similar place and I, I, I went to wanted to have a prayer, I wanted to have some time with the Lord. So um, I entered into this prayer time again. And the same thing, the same picture and experience happened where I was just about to go through this door and uh, I couldn't quite fit <laughs> because I had something at the back of my head. And um, it wouldn't let me through because I was bringing something else with me through this door. And uh, it was a, a funny one because... I was thinking, what is this thing? Because I want to get into that deeper place with the Lord, as we obviously we do. And um, it, what, what was, I was like, what, what is it that is keeping me back? And the Lord was just impressed upon my heart. It's just a feeling that came up. And it was like, you know, I was bringing some fears that I had about being a certain way, being in a form of, I have to be like this in front of the Lord. He knows us, yeah? And I didn't have to be any other way other than myself, right? But I was being something else, and he was highlighting that to me. Thank you, Lord. You know? So, so that was one experience, and, I, and these were all flowing together, so just bear with me. Okay, so then, at the same amount of time, last couple of weeks, you know, as you, um, I was just going about life. So I was going from work, back from work to home, to home to here, church time, um, so other friends and families. And every so often, you know as you go around, as you would this morning already, and probably afterwards, you, you hear people's stories, and you hear um, where people are at, and you, or you might hear it in a, a conversation, you might be here and the conversation might be over there and you might hear it. And you feel people's pain sometimes, don't you? It's like, oh, I forgot that, or I didn't do this, or that's really messed up for me. And each time, I was just, oh, Lord, bless him, you know? And it just, just a quick little prayer, just like, oh, God, just break through for him. And that would be it, and I'd walk on. Now, that would be normal. Um, but something started to happen that where 
I said that, I wouldn't even be expecting to hear anything afterwards. Sometimes when I said it, it was like I heard this like faint feeling inside and it was like, I can't, I can't do it. And I was like, oh. And then sometimes I'd, I'd say it again. And I think nothing, I'll just put it on the shelf, you know, you don't know what to do with that, so you just put it there. And then I go and it, I keep hearing it. It was like, oh, Lord bless them. They're in a really difficult place at the moment. And, it, and he's like, I can't do it. They won't let me. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'll put that on the shelf over there. And this kept on happening, right? Not to every person I ever met, but it was just every so often. You know, I'm, I cycled to work, so I was just thinking about people to and from work as I was cycling, panting hard. Um, getting this, I was like, oh, and then think, oh, bless them, Lord. And it's like, what well, I've tried, but they're hanging on to what they have too much. It's more than me. They're trusting in that thing more than me, and I can't pour out my blessing on it. I was like, whoa. So all these things that have been put on the shelf, I've been like, okay, so this is this is a bit heavy. Because. I'm not just saying bless them for the sake of it. I know there's stuff going on. And actually, that is the same as what I experienced in my own prayer time. Yeah? I was trusting in something else other than him, thinking that that was going to help me. And I'm just, I'm like, well, it's not just me for a start. I'm not alone. But this, this is there's more going on than we realize right now. And I know that the Lord is highlighting this because he wants it sorted. If he didn't want it sorted, you wouldn't let us know. And I'm here to let you know this morning. Just saying. I'm here. I, I believe the Lord is wanting to prepare a way for him to come. And I believe that this is the way. We're here this morning to let stuff go. And... Um, you know, I was surprised that I could hold on to these things. I, I, I've been a Christian for a while, and I know I can, but I am always still surprised that I can still hold on to these things. And I have this line that Derek Prince, who's an old uh, Bible teacher way back, some of you may remember, and I, keep, I can't remember where I was, whether I was in a meeting or I heard him on a tape. They both thing. And he was saying Christians can have whatever they want. And I realized that I was having whatever I wanted. But it doesn't mean that the Lord can pour out himself on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I was remi- in this whole context, um, the Lord reminded me in, in 1 Kings chapter 18, it talks about how Elijah, he was, this is a moment where Elijah was uh, com- not competing, but challenging the prophets of Baal. Prophets of Baal had an offering. They made a nice offering, which was full of wood, dry wood probably, and a big fatted calf to their god. And Elijah had uh, wood, but it was soaking wet because he'd been told it was to soak it wet, and he had a big cow on it. And whoever's god poured down fire, I'm just going to say blessing, a breakthrough, on the offering, you know, whoever God did that was the winner, right? Now, just spoiler alert, God came through, Elijah was the winner, yeah? 
God delivered his people because the offering was right. Yeah, it was clean of, of, it wasn't to another God, it was to him. With a sacrifice, yeah, I'm just letting you know in context to that Old Testament story, with a sacrifice here, and it's for us to let go of our old stuff to pursue him. In Matthew 7, 13 and 14, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go through it, because the narrow gate is difficult in the way that it leads, in the way it leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, I want to read that from the message, uh, because... I like it. My phone. Come on. Behave yourself. There you go. The message says, don't look for... Don't... Yeah, sorry. It's just decided to change verse. (laughs) Bear with me. It's an old one, my phone. Oh, I didn't want... Sorry, bear with me a sec, guys. The message is a good one, and it's worth waiting for. So come with me, will you? There we go. Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff, even though the crowds of people do. The way to life to God is vigorous and it requires total attention. I like the end bit, total attention. We're not going into this place blind, yeah? We're going into this place, we're going through this narrow door, fully aware and fully willing, because that's what it requires for us. Okay, so, I was preparing for this message, and and I had all what I just shared to you there, and then um, one night, I I prepared it all, and I I knew that, I then found out, that was just life experience, then I found out that... um, we deci- I decided to say yes to speaking today. Thank you, Ryan. And um, what happened that night, thank God, I got a dream. Yeah? Dreams are good, you know, especially when you need to preach message clearly. You know? And it's great because it's in story form. So it takes some of the edge off. So do you mind if I share this dream with you? Okay, I'm not going to share the whole, whole thing because we haven't got all day. But I'm going to give you the core. Yeah? So... I was taken to um, a town in Scotland, right up in, in the high mountains. It was this isolated, remote town, and uh, it was a beautifully crisp day. Um, I could feel like this, it was clear, it was never really warm up there, is it? But it, you know, it was fresh, that word fresh. Um, secret word for being slightly cold, yeah. <laughs> um, it was cold. Um, you couldn't quite see your breath, but you should do. Um, so I was walking through this town and um, right in the heart of it, I'd gone to this town with some of my family and I believe that's you, okay? So coming to the centre of this town and um, I was there to buy a house and right slap bang in the centre of this town, it could not become more central was this house that I'd come to view. So I met the agent outside and we go on in and the agent shows me round, and it was all empty. It has been empty for quite some time. And um, the house was also, in turn, 
because in those old villages and towns, a house was also the occupational place too. It was the place of work. And this house was either a flour mill or bakery. I'm going to take the two, yeah? So it, I, I went inside and um, we went down on the first floor and at the back there was this massive pile of flour. Like there was a tube that came down from above and it poured out all the flour and then they used that to make the bread. Uh, obviously it wasn't used anymore but there was loads of flour there anyway. So then the agent continued to take me round and we went upstairs and we stood up on the landing upstairs and um, we, she said these are the three bedrooms because it was a three bedroom house. It was right on the corner in the centre of this town. And uh, I said, great, wonderful. I said, I'm, I'm, up, I'm ready to take this house, to be honest. Um, and she goes, well, hang on. There's a third room. It's up on the top floor. It's the upper room, right? So, um, so she goes on up and um, I'm looking up. And this room, right, I know, you know, loft conversion, you know, rooms up in the lofts. It, was, it wasn't a loft conversion, but it was up in the attic area. The stairs were so narrow that they almost led to nowhere. They led to this, like, little cubby tunnel thing to get through into this room. And she went up, she went up, and she, like, shuffled around and got into the tunnel and said, oh, it's great in here, you should see it, come on. And she's like on all four hands shuffling through this tunnel into this room. And I'm standing there at the landing and I'm like, you know what? I'll take the house. That's fine. I don't really need to see the room. If it needs fixing up, I'll do it and all that. It's not a problem. Um, I really, if this is the place for me. And uh, she, she goes, no, come on. I was like, no, listen, I get claustrophobic. I'm good. And that was freaking me out, just looking at her all the way through this tunnel. Um, and I said, to him, I said in my head at the time, I'll take out the stairs, I'll make it wider. I don't even have to worry about it. I'll just get that sorted when I buy it. So, so she comes back down, carry on having a conversation. She goes, to, this house is on the market for, I don't know, 100 and something thousand pounds. Um, but you know what? The owner will take pretty much what you offer. This is like the gold mine, yeah? <laughs> I don't know, don't know if you've ever bought a house, but you want someone to say that. Um, and I said, okay. She goes, yeah, 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 just, just put an offer in. You've got it. I'm like, great, this is brilliant. And I, we were just walking out the side of the house, and we saw that the, the actual old bakery had a show window, so it wasn't really, it wasn't a shop that you went into, but all the bread went out from that place to all the houses in the in the town because uh, they knew everybody and the bread got delivered to the town. So that's the dream, yeah? Hmm, interesting dream, right? Uh, for someone like me, I'm like clicking what's going on and what's, what's it got to do with me? And what's it got to do with us, right? Well, this is what I believe God's saying. I believe he is taking us to a place that is accessible. We can purchase this with what we have. We come with what we have, right? Um, it cost, It should cost a lot more, but for you, it's what you have. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? I don't know about you, but that's really good because sometimes you can feel like things are out of your reach. Okay, so let's get to the, the main nitty-gritty part of the story. I was on the landing, so we're, we're going there. The, the presence, this is a house of bread with what we've just been talking about. This is where he... 
he not only comes, but he gets delivered to the whole town. Let's say our universe. Let's say our world. Yeah, this is exciting because we've just been talking about God's presence, right? And we just realized that he's taken us somewhere. Whoa, Jesus is actually talking some sense to me. And I was getting excited, as you can understand, because we should be. So let's come back to the part of the story where it says, I'm on the landing, and the agent is talking to me about coming up into the upper room. Yeah? Is is this all right? Am I going too quickly? Okay. Ask questions. I don't mind. Okay? So I'm on the landing, and the agent's in this little cubbyhole alleyway going into this upper room. Now, the upper room's very important, isn't it? As charismatics, we love a good upper room, don't we? Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit comes down. Yeah, Holy Spirit, that's who we love. You know, we want to be filled, overflowing, experiencing God's presence, right? But I'm not willing to go up there because of my own fear. Oh, Tom, what's going on? Yeah, it's narrow. I've got to let, let some stuff go to get through this, this little cubbyhole place. That's a message for us, you know. That's why I'm here this morning. I'm letting you know that we've got to let some stuff go. Because in context, right, so I don't like small spaces. I mean, I'll go, I'll do it if I need to, right? But I had this experience when I was younger. I was 10 years old and I went on a school trip and we went potholing. Yeah. So, so we went, I don't know if, if some of you who don't know what potholing is, it's going into caves and cave warrens, like you're walking for a long time underneath very large mountains, right? And um, you go through caves and smaller caves and caves. Now there's this one, I was like 10 years old and there was like 15 of us and uh, instructors and what have you. And they obviously knew the route, but they obviously wanted to push us a bit as well. So there's this bit where we had to go from one cavern to another, and all that there was was a circle like this big, right? And it went from here probably to, uh, probably to the wall from where I am. It's a long way, right? You're underneath the mountain. So, so some people went ahead of me through this tunnel, and then I went kind of in the middle, and then some people behind me. Halfway through... The people in front of me had a meltdown, right? And the people behind me had a meltdown. I'm like, Jesus, get me out of this. <laughs> this is not good enough. Uh, move this mountain out the way. Yeah? You're getting... So when this... So I'm coming to this dream. This is context. Yeah. I was 10. I was like, God. I, I was taken there just a minute ago. Whoa, shake that off. So, so... so <laughs> Wow. So when in this dream, this lady says, come up, come up to this place and go through this. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Do you know? Because that was a past thing that I experienced that was hindering me from moving on into a deeper place with Jesus. Yeah? And that's what this, this morning's about. He is taking us to a place that is deeper. We have got the, the deeds of the house. The de- they're ours. And we can come every Sunday and experience the presence, the bread. And we can even take it out to the world. 
But he wants us to have an upper room experience, not just an experience, but he wants us to dwell there. He wants us to have access to this place all of the time. It's your house. Yeah? It's where we live. This is what we own now. I mean, I'm saying that because this is in process right now. Yeah? Like, I had this dream a week ago. And I know God's been doing it before, but he's still doing it more. There will be a time of completion of when we own it, own it. It it always overlaps to seasons. I'm just letting you know that. There come a time when there's no more overlap. And we're coming close to that moment. We are having to own this house. Do you want it? Good answer. I like that. I love what's in the room right now. Yeah? That's good. Because he is giving it to us. And it is for us this morning to go through this narrow door that actually in our previous life, we would probably say no. And even if we're really honest with ourselves, we would still say no. But because he's asking, what are we going to say? Good answer. Guys, you're on form. I'm loving this. You know, there are areas of our lives that we just have to say, Lord, you need to own this. I need to let go of it. And I need to give it to you. Because his agenda has never changed. From the beginning of time, it has never changed. He is obsessed with you. He is completely and utterly undone with you. He is a jealous God. It said it in the Old Testament right at the beginning. The whole thing with Genesis, he he is jealous. He wants us all the way through our disobedience from thousands of years up until this moment. He's still jealous for us and he still wants us more than ever. He wants our hearts. That's his only, only target. He wants you and your heart. You know, in in Matthew 11, remind the member of the verse. Matthew 11, I think it's 28, it says, um, where our treasure is, our heart will also be. And we need to understand where is our treasure right now. Because that's what, where we may be holding on to things a bit too tight that aren't him. Yeah? Because it's time for us to let those things go. You know, we need to let go of things, the principles, the plans, the objectives, the strategies, the methodologies, the systems, the, the material stuff, the good ideas sometimes, our gifts at times, our talents at times. These aren't all bad things, by the way. Our, our, our destinies, our prophetic words, our egos, our self. You know, what are we trusting in? You know, do we need enough money in the bank to make sure that we don't feel poor? Because that trust belongs to Jesus. Yeah? Do we need profile in our employment Do we need it more than him to boost our ego, to make us feel strong? It's nice. There's nothing wrong with it. But if we're trusting in that, there's a problem because we're going through a narrow door and it can't come with us. (laughs) Do I I depend on my prophetic gifting, my, my supernatural abilities in Jesus? Do I trust on them and lean on them thinking that they're going to make a way for me more than I, I trust on the giver of the gift, the giver who, who, and the guy who makes the way. Do I, 
Do I trust in the things that um, make me feel better about myself outside of Jesus? I mean, how far do you want to go? Like, this, <laughs> this door is going to get narrow. We're going to be going in sideways at this moment. But that's good, guys. That's a really good place to be. Because he wants all of you. He doesn't want anything else. He doesn't want anything else on you. You think you need this. You think you need this. I think I need this. I think I, if I could do that a bit better, my skills could be up to bit, and that might make me... No, no, leave it. Jesus says that you're enough. I'm not saying don't tweak your skills or your gifting. They're, and work at them, yeah? But don't depend on them. Don't lean and... Uh, trust in your own ability more than him. That just leads down to a place of idolatry. And we don't want that. And I know you don't want that. But sometimes we can be blind to it. Yeah? It's okay? So there is an element of this where I, it could be heard that I'm saying you have to work harder. And actually... It is, this is quite the opposite. This isn't about your hard work, guys. You know, the second half of this week, I have just been hearing this over and over so clearly. And that is, come to me, all you who are weary. Boy. All you are heavy laden. Heavy laden is a good one. Because these things will require servitude. You know, when you put your trust in something else, you will serve that thing. You will. You, you're blind to it if you think you're saying no. I'm just letting you know. A whole lot of searching out. If you put your trust in anything else other than Jesus, it will require homage from you. It will. You will serve it. And that's why some of us cannot stop working. Because that, that business that we have, that employment that we have, that status that we have in this, in this environment, in the church and Christian world, requires us to work harder, to look better, to get more approval. Jesus doesn't want it anymore. He's saying, let it go. I'm not, hear me, I'm not saying don't do the good stuff. But I'm saying don't lean on it. Don't trust on it. Do it well. And love him. Because it, he says he will give us rest. Yeah. And it's so light and easy. We go through this narrow door. And I've always heard it like, oh, we've got to go through this narrow door. We've got to let go of these things. Oh, I'm such a bad person. Such a sinner. Yeah, you know what? He's redeemed us. The, the blood of Jesus covers us. We're clean because of what he's done. Yeah, he's bought our house. Hey, he's done it basically for us. He's practically given us the thing. Yeah. And this is his presence. Himself. The most precious possession we can ever want or have. He wants the same from us though. It's like in return. He's like, come. What he's saying to us is come with me through this narrow door. Because I've got good things for you. I have got a world that is full of rest. I'm going back to what Ryan was saying last week, it's like he, he was talking about rest. You were talking about rest last week. And it was, it is, that is the place we go through this door. 
We go through unladen, unheavy. We're not yoked. He's a good God, isn't he? Hey, I, I want to stick around him a bit more. Because if I stick around me a bit more, I will be having so much on my back, it will be unreal. I will, I will load myself up with all the things that I will trust and depend upon and think I'm blind in it. But I am to put down, and I believe that we are to put down these things and step through a door. And you know, I'm coming to a close now, but what I am excited about is why this is, why is he taking this route? Why is he choosing this for us right now? This message, why is it happening in this moment? He's got good things for us, you know. You, You know, when I was saying about that smell of his presence, that wasn't by mistake. Like, he's wanting to give us a little taster of what is to come. And he wants us to want him more. That's Don't look at the world and what's happening. And don't even look at how things are right now. How in the, your world of Christendom and whatever, just, you can, that's going to be one of the things you let go. Because I tell you what, it's going to be really different soon. And when we go, if we go through this door, it will be easy and light because it will be his anointing on you rather than your own works. He's preparing us for something big. Don't think of big, shiny, sparkly things in like flashy places. Or we, we'll get, right, we're going to make... We're going to make everything sparkly and shiny. I'm going to have a nice BMW and a new house, which, yeah, thank you, Lord, that is on the way. Yeah. He is he's saying this for a purpose. He's plowing the path, making it clear for his presence to come. I'm a messenger this morning. So how we're going to respond is those of you who want to walk through that door because some of the things that may have already been highlighted to you as I'm speaking, they may have, it may have already started this week. But some of us, it may not quite be there. So this week, I want us to be paying attention to what's going on inside. Can you do without what you're struggling through or trying to pursue or whatever it might be? And if, if you don't know how to deal with it, go to a life group leader. If you're not in a life group, life group it's a good reason to be in one. Because you need to work this stuff out. It doesn't happen just on a Sunday morning. This is an initiation. You're putting the keys in the ignition and you're saying yes. But this is, this is lifestyle. This is changing the way that we think so that we say embrace God more in our life. Yeah? Does that make sense? Yes. So if you want to go through this narrow door, I want you to stand and in a minute, there is, um, we're going we're to just open the floor. You can come and, and just come down the front. But you can stay where you are. This is a, a matter of the heart, okay? And, and this is where we say, Lord, we're willing. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus. And I thank you that you are in love with us. I thank you that you have brought us to this place where you're wanting us to go further. God, you're a good God. And I acknowledge that this morning. You're loving and kind and gentle, but you are also powerful and mighty. 
able to overcome every obstacle, even if it's inside us. Even if it's the things that we really lean on and trust in. Will you help us to go through this door? Father, we ask for your help this morning to help us to let go of the old and the things that we've trusted in and so that we may go through a new, fresh, unladen, able to find rest in you. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. And I ask, Lord, that you would fill this place even as this goes on. Holy Spirit, minister to people right now. That you would help us to let go of these things. We recognize it is only us who can do it. But we do need your help. Because we are unable. Sometimes we are blind, Lord. Sometimes we're, we're unforgiving. Sometimes we, we haven't quite got it yet, your vision. I ask, Lord, that you would give these things to us. Soften our hearts that we may let go of the past. Let go of the things that we lean on. That we may enter into this new, narrow way. We receive you in this moment. We acknowledge, Lord, that you are the ruler. You are the one in charge. Thanks for listening. Stay connected, be resourced and equipped by subscribing to our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, and following us on social media at Revival Fires on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been impacted by this ministry, why don't you consider investing and sowing a gift? Visit our website for details on how to give.